The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Alrighty, let's go whānau. Tēnei te mihi, kia koutou katoa, no mai tauti mai. Welcome to Mana Make a Noise Aotearoa. We are Hauora Radio Show and Podcast for Fano, brought to you by Korari, the Māori Public Health Team at Nākite Mātauranga Panamu Charitable Trust. You're here with Nadine and Karina, aka Kahi and Kay, on Radio Southland 96.4. Each week, we like to let you know what is happening at Nākite Mātauranga Panamu and the lowdown on Korari Māori Public Health and what's coming up. On the show this week, our manuhiri in the studio is Hannah Crawford, world famous in Mirihaku and now throughout the country. Kapai, and we'll also update you on all things Nakite Mataranga Panamu Charitable Trust and Korari Māori Public Health. Nā mihi to all the whānau out there who listen in. Thank you for the tautoko, the thumbs up, the comments and the feedback. We are mana, make a noise, Aotearoa. Keep it locked here, you're listening to Kahi and Kay on Radio Southland 96.4. Korari, the Māori Public Health Team, Nakite Mataranga Panamu Charitable Trust. Okay. Hey! <laughs> Lots of words on the script today. Morena Fano. Morena Fano. Poor Marie. Whenever you're listening Wherever to this. Wherever you are, what's going on? We hope you're having a good day and you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, Summer's 100%. coming. The days are getting longer. They are, yeah. So actually funny wee thing about that. I was checking it out yesterday and uh you know, I think we're up to 9.26pm at sunset. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good, eh? I think what's a little bit annoying, though, is because it's not always hot. You know, I forget that it's summer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's December on Friday. That's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It's, oh, how's the that, year is winding up. How's that Christmas shopping? It's going. Um, I've already given Algosi, my partner, Sean. Yep. He's already gotten one of his presents. Because I wrapped it up and left it there. So his birthday's also Christmas Day. Yes. Yeah. So he's been looking at it for two days and he was like, can I just open it? And I was like, you go on. (laughs) Go on. I got him a massage gun. So it's a present for both of us. Was he happy? (laughs) He was stoked. He was like, this is such a good present. And I was like, I know. Yeah. You know, it's that thinking, what do they need? Does that mean he'll get more? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a few few things that I want to get him and... We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've written my list for my birthday, which yes. is the 16th of Jan. I was like, we'll do your birthday and then we'll do mine. Yeah. That's how we work that. How's your Christmas shopping going? Uh, I'd like to say it's gone with the minimalistic kind of process at the moment. Oh, yeah. You're taking like a slow approach, <laughs> a slow leader. <laughs> yeah. You know, like oh. leave it to the last minute and worry about it then. Although the child is in Australia, so the young child, so I have to... Get something in the post this week. It's all online? You're getting a card, kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a video call. Everybody's getting hugs for Christmas because yeah. times are tough. Times And, and ti- time is happening fast. So, yeah. It's happening so fast. And yeah. I think I'm going to have to get out in the huddle and, and go to the mall on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of just tired about thinking about it. Yeah. You know? We're just avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult to get out of the end of the driveway at the moment. This... 
in the weekends, you know, when you go home, I'm like, I don't want to leave. No. I just want to stay here. Oh, I spent all of Saturday, you know, trimming hedges and things. Yep. It's really quite cathartic. It's very cathartic. Yeah. Although yep. I was trimming this rose bush and I don't think it's going to come back. Did you cut it right back? I cut it, I cut it right back and I didn't even YouTube it. And I know, you know, there'll be nannies. Auntie Bobby will be like, what? You did yes, what? I should have got her. asked Auntie Bobby. I should have asked them. Our Kaumatua are a wealth of knowledge. Yes. They would have told me exactly how to cut it. We should actually have a Ask a Kaumatua session. Oh, that's amazing. Let's like do all that. all the life things that you want to know. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's probably tomato plants. I'm learning to actually not just let them all go nut, nuts. They're a high-maintenance plant, aren't they? Yeah. 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 yeah they're like my dog. Biggie What's Smalls. a low-maintenance veggie? Potato? Uh, I, I'm probably not the right person to ask. I know I barely ever do anything to the yucca. What's a yucca? <laughs> it's a plant. Oh, that you can eat? Is it a herb or something? Or no? I think you can eat yuccas. I don't know if it would be yuck. <laughs> I already love where the show is going. Um, if you have any gardening advice, Fano, mana radio at nz. Yeah, actually, just... Um, just uh, drop a link into our Nakiti Mataranga Facebook page. That would be great. That would be so good. A helpful link. There is plenty of gardening groups out there, and I do actually, um, I do connect with some of them and read some of the comments, but I don't think it's very relevant to what I'm trying to garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, with that in mind, last week we had a hui with the, I guess, the Māori arm of the Mirihuku Kai Collective, which was a cool corridor. I was very exciting. Yeah. I very much enjoyed being part of that space. It's a cool corridor, you know, yep. talking about Kai sovereignty. Yep. And we all know that we all need to get some gardens happening because the price of vegetables and pack and save and things like that. How much is Kumara at the moment, Kay? Okay, so I've been ringing every supermarket in town and the price of Kumara is be- sitting between uh, $18, so $17.99, and the cheapest I could find it was for $13 a kilo. That's crazy. It can sometimes be like one kumara. <laughs> There's one kumara. Yeah. Um, which makes it difficult if you're putting a hangi down. It's a good time to be keto. It's a great time to be keto. Yeah. It's a great time to be a carnivore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, so get this Fano. So that's the price of kumara. And then if you if you buy fr- frozen, it's, yep. it's like a third of that price. Yep. And frozen's just as good. But it comes from Spain or China. Oh, we well, don't know the fucker papa of that. Online vegetables. Uh, frozen vegetables. As Kumara likes warm weather, though, eh? Yeah. 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 Oh, well. There you go, Fano. Food for thought. Well, at that Kai Collective, who they were talking about, you know, growing them and things that heat up. So, like, the tin around the garden, the raised yes. bed and things yep. like that. Grow them in a can. Yeah. 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 All good tips. If you've got more, you know we are Mana Radio at kaitahu.maori.nz. Yes, exactly. And hey, so a um, music shout out this week. So thank you very much to Peter Park for picking our tunes this week. We have Holly Smith on for the whole show. She's a vibe. She's Kiwi. I've seen her a few times. She's have pretty you? Damn cool. Yeah. I've probably seen her like half a dozen times actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to you, Peter Park. Awesome. And you know what it is. Mana Radio at kaitahu.maori.nz or drop a comment on our Nakiti Facebook. Yep. And uh, we'll play whatever you want, really. We sure will. Yeah. to o te wiki. Yeah, who you got? I've only got one today. Me too. But she's pretty important. So is mine. You go first. 
fire Val Blair. Howdy, howdy, to you gorgeous wahine. It's her birthday today, eh? Yep. We love you, Fire Val. You're awesome. I'm going to bake you a cake from Pack and Save tomorrow. I love Fire Val. She, yep. you know, whenever we do Fakafanongatanga, she's like, my whanau and napuhi, and so am I. And I'm like, yes, you are, Fire. <laughs> yes, she's gorgeous. Love so, that energy. Howdy, yeah. howdy, to. Who you got? Uh, I actually missed a birthday from last week. So my nephew, Cyrus William, <gasps> Hideaki Young, turned eight last Thursday. So happy birthday to my nephew. Yeah. We played laser tag on Sunday. It was awesome. Yeah, did he have the best time? He had the best time. So I didn't play because I feel like a nana, and I'm like, nah, it's not really me. And everyone came out so sweaty. It was unreal. And it's such a good setup down there, jumping fun, get into yeah. that laser tag whanau. Okay. Two games for $18. Ooh. But yeah, happy birthday, Cyrus. Awesome. Uh, Kate aha korari, what's been happening? All right, so last Friday, as part of our Kaupiki Tiora, Kaupapa Mahi, we headed to Ōtipoti to catch up with Nā Mana Kaimahi, who support whānau and hapuri up there in Dunedin, Otako, kind of Milton spaces. Um, and then this week, we've connected with our Waihōpai whānau. So we had that hui yesterday at Nākite, you know, liaising with our health and social services, our counsellors, our tauwhero, which is the Māori kupu Aye. for social worker. So there yep. you go, kupu hau whānau. Um, yeah, so these are the people that are supporting our whānau to be well and we've been working closely with these kaimahi to see how we can come together and support whānau and hapuri and reduce rates of whakamomori suicide in our hapuri. Um, so watch this space. Yes. It's all about collaboration and I'm pretty excited about where 2024 could take us to support everyone to be well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited as well. It's going to be some new initi- initiatives, some new campaigns popping up as well, which will be really cool Maybe some us. new viral trends. New viral trends, yes. Yeah. What's trending? Oh, you know I don't know. <laughs> I'm too old to know what's trending. Anyway, also attending the hui, we had Siosi Anamani uh, from New Zealand Rugby. So CLC is the Mental Health and Wellbeing Project, project Coordinator for Rugby New Zealand. Uh, he was a vibe. So he just happened to be visiting Midihiku at the time of our hui. So we were like, awesome, come along and present to yeah. our peeps. So we're having a hui, so you can come, but also we need you to speak. That's exactly. how that went down. And he rose to the challenge. He was awesome. Yeah, he was really awesome. So Siosi is working on an initiative called Mindset Engage. This initiative focuses on mental fitness, getting through the tough tough times. It has tips for parents, caregivers and coaches as well as players. Uh, Siossi and his manager Olivia are in the South currently meeting with Rugby Southland, local clubs as well as finding out what supports are already out there such as Nākite Mātauranga Ponemu Charitable Trust. Uh, they are updating their website. However, if you would like to find out more information on Mindset Engage, you can check it out on headfirst.co.nz. So Headfirst was the That previous, was the original name. Yeah, 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 the previous initiative. But people thought it was about concussion, which yes. is not. It's about mental health and well-being yeah. because it's more than just a sport rugby. Yeah. You know, and it's how do you support the players, the athletes, how do you support the managers and the whanau, the rangatahi coming through, all of that good stuff. Um, and it's really a fantastic example of an organisation like, you know, New Zealand Rugby taking that initiative to support men. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, well, not just men. Well, and wahine. And they yep. have influences, so they have um, a whole heap of, like, ex-All Blacks and yep. um, 
What are, um, black ferns? Black ferns, so who Ruby Tui. Yeah, so they actually do the facilitation part of it. So if you go to one of these kaupapa, if your rugby club gets one of them, you know, you could have a wee celebrity in your midst. Yeah, and it's about trying to change that kind of thinking about, you know, rugby clubs, how they roll, you know, they've got to take better care of their players. That's it. Their mental health and well-being can't just all be a uh, piss-up. Nope. Can't be all court sessions and yep. um, fines and things like that. It's how do you look after each other and, and noticing the signs and yep. how to support your bro or your 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 girl. And there's already a lot of amazing clubs out there supporting community as well, which yeah. is awesome, you know. So, you know, John Kerwin back in the day, he was one of those first amazing um, New Zealand rugby players to stand up and say, I've got issues with my mental health and well-being and this is how, you know, we should all be thinking about it. And that was a big thing at the time, eh? It was huge. You know, he spoke really openly about the black dog. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But now it's so common and I've never experienced that deep, dark depression. Yeah. I've had bouts of sadness and things, but they come and go. But to have to get up every morning and face that, I, I don't know how yeah, they do that. Absolutely. So, yes, so that's a really awesome initiative by New Zealand Rugby. Once again, that website is headfirst.co.nz. The name of that will change as they um, as they change their website around and stuff as well. But they've got a community hub kind of situation going on on there. There's lots of drop-down boxes. You can check it all out. It's really, really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you get your information. Um, it's as long as you get it and you can get the support. So that's part of um, CLC and Olivia's job today, um, liaising with other health and social services and Rugby Southland, as you said, Kate, just to connect everyone up. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. Um, so we first heard about that at the National Suicide Prevention Conference in July. Yes. So it was cool that they reached out to us and that we could accommodate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else is happening? Moko Hawura is booked out whānau. I'm so sorry if you missed out. Yes. I had something like 55 registrations come in in two days and I was like, okay, I have to close this because we've only got three days to fill. Yep. Um, so it's all booked out. Aroha mai, maybe 2025. Yes, maybe or 2025. I can link you up with Jay Davis directly who lives. Go check him out on Instagram. He's little, L-I-L-J-W-D. Go check him out. There Drop him a DM. Yeah. He'll hook you up. He lives here in Invercargill. Yes, so uh, this Moko Hawara will be our one and only Moko event for 2024. It's in January and into January and we are hosting that out once again at the most beautiful marae in the world because I'm biased. Taku Tai o Te Titi Marae in Colette Bay. That's right, the 26th, 27th and 28th. It's mm. Friday to Sunday. Out there, the weather's going to be beautiful. We're encouraging whānau to have a puri to get in the wai before they get up on the tepu. Yes. And tāmoko, as we know, or maybe you don't know, is about connecting whānau with whakapapa, with whenua, with marae, with runanga, with iwi, with culture, with their wairua, with their tūpuna, all that good, hearty Māori stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And you don't know it until you're in it, and it's such a fantastic three days. Yes, absolutely. Okay, coming up, Farno, we will introduce you to our Manuhiri. In the meantime, here is another sweet tune from Holly Smith. Thank you very much once again to 
Peter Parker. Keep it locked here. You're on Mana Make a Noise Aotearoa Radio Southland 96.4.
Mana Make a Noise Aotearoa. You're here with Nadine and Karina, aka Kahi and K on Radio Southland 96.4. As a child, the hope was seeing your right. Oh, a child with a lifetime to live. Every breath to exhale, you didn't hold them yet.
Oh, kia ora koutou. Welcome back to Mana Make a Noise Aotearoa with some Holly Smith for your listening pleasure, whānau. Okie dokie whānau. Today in the studio we have the beautiful Hannah Crawford. Hannah is an absolute legend. She is a vision impaired athlete and has just completed cycling the length of Aotearoa with two other legendary wahine, Cara Roderick Wandlis and Janet Willis. No my haere my Hannah, welcome to Mana Make a Noise Aotearoa. Couple of questions for you straight off the bat. Ko wai queer, nor here queer. Who are you and where are you from? <laughs> uh, kia ora ladies, e nga mihi nui ki a koutou katoa. Uh, no mirihekua hau, ko ngai tahu ngāti mamoi me waitaha ngā iwi te taha toku mama, uh, ko... Hi. Ko Lee Ryan slash Pesco Toku Mama, ko Alan Pesco Toku Papa, e ko Nicholas Crawford Toku Tane, ko Max Crawford Toku Tamaiti. And yeah, it's, it's awesome being here. Thank you guys. Oh, kia ora, Han. Awesome. So good to have you. I'm just going to do it. Whoop, whoop. I'm so, it's amazing what you've done. Well done, you. Yes. So Hannah has completed cycling the length of Aotearoa two days ago. Is it two days? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was on Sunday afternoon we arrived in. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, actually, give us a bit of a background to... Give us the um, yarn. <laughs> yeah, your whakapapa of actually um, becoming an athlete. Yeah, so it's been such... A, it's been a 10-year-long journey, actually. Um, from 2013, I ran my very first marathon in New York with the support of our good friend Andrew Morton and Achilles New Zealand. So we were lucky enough to fundraise for that. And I do recall we actually had a lot of support from Ngā Kete Matarangi Pounamu as well, which was awesome. And from then, the bug just caught. So subsequently, I ended up running 16 marathons. Whoa. <laughs> and then um, at the same time, um, after Andrew had guided me, I was quite interested in the co-papa that he was doing uh, with supporting the Westpac helicopter appeal. Yeah. So I was quite interested in having a go at that as well. And as part of that, I you know reconnected with Cara, my cousin, as our grandparents, a brother and sister. So ah, it makes us second right, cousins. That's the connection. Yes, yes. it is. And so she was quite interested in helping me do with triathlons as well. Yeah. So we ended up doing a Wanaka Challenge together. Yeah. So Kara, she guided me in the water, um, on the tandem bike, and through the run as well. And we also done a couple sessions of the 250-kilometre Westpac ride. Wow. And so during that time as well, Kara had encouraged me to – go and pursue a Paralympic dream um, on the track. Yes. So that's that's where that kind of part of that ended up coming into play. Yeah, velodrome and, cycling. Velodrome cycling, yes. And simultaneously, around that time, Laura Thompson, she had just retired after winning medals at the 2016 Paralympics. Yeah, yeah. And so she took me under her wing as my coach. Wow. And so from there, around 2018, I was lucky enough to come fifth in the Track Champs Paracycling event. And that was held in Rio. Yeah. Awesome. And and that's kind of how it all came about. And it was a really tough process trying to be, you know, an athlete in high performance having come from endurance sport. Yeah. And there's just so much so much mental stuff around it that, that I had to learn. Yeah. And so I was determined to see it through as far as I could get to. And 
in the meanwhile, we started a Fano with Nick and Max, yeah. which is absolutely beautiful. And I picked up picked up that journey again. And sadly, as of this year, it wasn't meant to be, um, despite every every ounce of effort I put into it and all the people who believed in me. And so I knew that. And still that, do. And still do. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> yeah. And so I knew that coming out of that, I knew I just wouldn't be able to sit still, that I needed to do, since Paralympics wasn't going to happen for me, I wanted to do something big. And I also wanted to help people as well. Yeah. Because as a blind athlete, trying to navigate that kind of world, it's not easy and you need so much support. There's not just one person riding a bike, there's two. So you need a pilot. There's so much that goes into it. And I just want to make a bigger difference for future blind athletes coming through as I can because it's so tough and I don't want to see them doing it tough. And I knew that I wanted to tag that on to riding the country. I knew that Cara, it was part of her dream to ride the country as well. So when I approached her, it was thumbs up she's on (laughs) yeah what a fantastic journey like 10 years you said from running your first marathon 2013 in New York which would have been unreal and then to run 16 after that and these are not half marathons these are the the full Monty Um, and then moving into cycling this is amazing Han you're awesome it's very inspirational (laughs) thank you I've always said to people I I can't do something if it sounds too easy (laughs) if it sounds hard yep that's me and then once I get there I'm like oh my gosh whose idea was this yeah (laughs) it was your idea (laughs) yeah and you've got to see it through so how long have you been vision impaired so I was born with congenital glaucoma and I had 25 years of reasonably good sight before the old retinas decided no I've had enough and so I went from having some sight to completely nothing at all Wow. And, which I described to a lot of tamariki to close your, close your eyes tight, put the hands over the eyes and see what colours pop out because that's kind of what it's like. Bit of a kaleidoscope effect with no day, no night. Yeah. It's, and has it, has, you know, previous to you losing your sight that first 25 years, were you a bit of an athlete? No. <laughs> I was a couch potato weekend binge drinker, unfortunately, um, and oh, I didn't whoa. really didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I I knew I wanted to do something, but just didn't didn't know really what. Yeah. So I believe that you know losing the full remainder of my sight actually brought me out of my shell and gave me the opportunities. You know, in mahi and sport, meeting so many different amazing people. Yeah. You also did opened some the study doors rather than close them. Yeah. Because you, you studied with us um, at SIT doing the sport and exercise degree and, you know, you got through that with your tr- Cora back then, eh? Your, yes. Yeah, yes. Beautiful. And that's where you met Nicholas. Yes, it was. Yeah, Alfano dog. Little did um, I know that you guys are probably, well, you can't be making eyes at each other across the room. <laughs> hey, I reckon he was making eyes at me. Yeah. And he was like, why is she not getting it? <laughs> We have to try a different approach with this chick. Yeah, yeah. and it was how we met Janet as well, because yes. Janet was like, oh, I'll guide you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. she's an endurance athlete, that chick. She's yeah. a wonder woman. Yeah, so she yes. was already a nutter, and then she met me and became even more of a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> Love um, it. But it's the people that you surround yourself with, eh? you know, talking about your awesome relationship with your cousin Kara, who was also motivated. So those genes must run in the whānau, eh? Oh, that yeah, determination. They, to- they totally do. Those Ryan genes just came out. I when we that. when we set our minds to do something, we go see it through. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, chasing dreams. 
you know, could tell us a little bit more about that. You know, why why did you think let's do this? You know, you obviously want to improve the situation for other blind athletes out there, but the length of the country <laughs> is that a little bit far? Yeah. Oh, because it sounds hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You got that <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and and also because only one other blind person has ridden the country. Yeah. So his name was Paul Glass, uh, based in Timaru. So he he ridden he rode the Te Awarua track back oh, in yeah. 2020. Yeah. And so he was the first blind Tane to do it. I wanted to be the first blind Wahine. So and I also know that he done the Te Awarua track. We wanted to do the road. Yes, that so was know, what I was going to ask. Yeah. So you're actually the first blind athlete to do the road trip. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And so tell us how many days it took. It took us 19 days. How long did you think it was going to take? 19 days. <laughs> that only picked so, it in for 19 days. Yeah, we yeah. were um, we were determined, especially Cara. We were starting on the 8th, and unless some crazy major weather event were to be in play, we were doing it in 19 days. Yeah. Wow. And because all of us, Janet, Cara, and myself, we were already bike fit, we knew we could do it. Yeah. 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 And it was all about being smart with nutrition, with recovery, Absolutely. taking enough rest. We knew it was how many kilometres were you doing per day on the bike? Oh, I'd say anywhere between 100 to 150. Yep. And some of our elevation ranged. Yes. I think our biggest elevation day was about 1,900 metres. Yeah. And our shortest elevation day was about 600 metres. Oh, so, so we're that, talking about elevation that's hills? That yes. was, yep, climbing mountains. Did you ever have to get off and push it? No. What? I love wow. that. I like because the idea of cycling 100 meters because I'm not bike fit or any type of fit. Yeah, I'm uh, actually I'm a 45 fit and that's yes. it. But you, my legs get sore thinking about that. That's amazing. Yes, and so Kara, she's a climber, a natural yeah. climber. She has her, her leg power is phenomenal, and I'd done a lot of Zwift training, so I'd done a lot of mountain climbing on Zwift. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then I think that that combined really helped us up those mountains. What was awesome. the toughest day? Oh, yeah, good question. Oh, there was a lot of tough days on the bike. One of them was probably going from Awamaru to Dunedin. We had to climb Cargill Hill. Yeah. I, I wondered if it was that day. Yeah. Yes, and it was because, you know, we'd spent already 16, 17, 16, 17 days of climbing and the le- the fatigue just gradually kicks in. Yes. And Kara was determined to get up that mountain before it rained and get down safely because we also had to go down a mass elevation as well yeah and oh, on scary. a tandem bike it can be quite dangerous yeah, yeah. so she had to know that we were going to be safe going down are thankfully you, the rain never came oh yeah. awesome <laughs> wicked are you guys constantly communicating on the bike together and initially we were just to get the gears gearing right to make sure that we were balancing out our strength yeah and eventually you can actually feel a lot what happens through the pedals yeah and going downhill especially um i have to make sure just to put all my trust in Cara that she's going to handle the bike down. Yeah. And she has to put the trust in me knowing that I'm going to follow the bike. Yes. Yeah. What a oh, beautiful relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That it, is so gorgeous. I think she um, I think she probably became Councillor Cara. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of talking and chatting as well. Yeah. As sometimes we'd not talk at all and just put on the Yui Boom and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pedal away. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Were there like many pep talks like, come on, Hannah, dig it in, you got this, you know? Uh, no, Keep actually. each other going up those big mountains. Because no, you just knew. Yeah. 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 So I always, always said, well done, Carrie, doing awesome. And she'd do the same to me as well. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. I love that. The bike. Tell us about the bike. Where did it come from? I mean, that's got to be an expensive piece of kit, right? Oh, she's a beauty. She's the best bike ever. Does she have a name? Oh, I wish she did, eh? Oh, I just love her. opportunity. <laughs> but she was built especially for us to race this year by Peter Alexandra. And he's one that's, of the... It's not the guy who makes the pyjamas. pyjamas. No. no, different guy. <laughs> um, he used to have a brand called Zenith. So oh, yes. he makes bikes and yeah. he's very skilled at what he does. And he wanted to make sure that we had the best bike possible in Alabama when we raced. Is he a um, New Zealand manufacturer? Yes, he is. So he doesn't have his brand anymore. So he made this bike out of his business south somewhere in Auckland. Yeah. Yes. So he had a lot of support to put that bike together, and she goes very, very fast. Yeah. (laughs) Made out of carbon fibre, fancy wheels, and oh my gosh, it was a dream to ride. And so you transported her up there. Like, did you just chuck her on the plane, or like, what's the go? So we actually met Peter up in Auckland. Yep. Oh, so, so he had the yep. bike there. So he put all our bike fits together, and then we took the bike from Auckland up to the top of the country. I imagine day one was very exciting. Day one was very terrifying. Oh. <laughs> Because we drove from Pukanui up to the Cape and we were going over these lumpy hills going, oh my gosh, we have to ride these. And I think what set us on our way was we were greeted by Archdeacon Fran and her husband, who was a priest, Peter, and they'd done karakia and waiata yep. for beautiful. us. Beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Set you on your hiding in the right way, eh? It really did. But at the very top, it was super windy that day. The yep. winds were going at 60 kilometres an hour. Oh, that's pretty full on. And the, they were coming at you from both sides because you know how skinny it is up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very terrifying. So it was west winds, east winds, and they eventually ended up getting up to 120k. And the bike was wobbling like crazy underneath us. It, oh, that is terrifying. It was to the point where I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no one will know if we just don't. <laughs> oh, but you, you persevered and you got through it. And yeah. wow, and you had a massive support crew around you, yes. the aunties. Yes, let's talk about that support crew. Yeah, talk about your peeps. Our auntie, so first and foremost, we you know, we had our Janet Willis and she was with us the whole way. Awesome. And what I found out about Janet is she refused to draft off the tandem as least as she could. That that sounds right. Drafting, is that when you like slip in behind and have an easier ride? Yes. Yep, she refused to do it and it just I didn't know that until actually later on. Yeah. That she was not drafting. Only when she had to and had no choice to do it. Yeah. Which was when we were in highways and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like traffic and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. yeah. And oh, she got forced in behind. Yeah. 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 And she was constantly playing chase with the tandem, um, which she understood because she's been a pilot. Yeah. And so we would take off and then, but we'd always wait for her because yeah. the tandem's a lot heavier and it does a lot more faster. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that as the ride went on, she got stronger and stronger. Of course yeah. she did. I mean, when I seen news girls pull up the other day and you got off your bikes, I was like, Holy hell, look at those thighs on those girls. These guys are built. <laughs> we should have measured their thighs when they left. Damn and then, it. why Data, am I like Data this? Data Queen. Data Queen. Yeah. And they measured them after. <laughs> actually, Nick still has to do mine, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. They yeah. measured them beforehand. Oh, oh he yes, did. please. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that about Nick because I'd be really interested to um, hear about the muscle growth. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so back to the aunties. Tell our us about aunties. the aunties and Empower. Our aunties, our Auntie Aura Baron and our you know, Queenie, I know she is, Auntie Marcia, uh, they were stunning and amazing. Yeah. So they were both there. Our camp mothers. 
known yes. as too, the aunties. Yeah. Auntie Marcy and Auntie Laura, they were there to, you know, make sure that we were always fed. Yeah. yeah. They always had the, the kai ready to go. Yeah. Auntie Marcia is liveies. They were on point. <laughs> oh, yes. mate. My she's... older brother, he was just on her constantly making sure that <laughs> and checking in. Yeah. What's happening, Auntie? What's yep. happening? Let us know. Yep. Always commenting. And your driver. Our driver, Power, he was Uncle Nobs, Uncle Noble. He drove the whole way. Yeah. Right from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And just the three of them, like the mental concentration that they had to do constantly sitting in a van, making sure we were safe the whole way. Yes. The blind sport van never left us. At, you know, they were behind us the whole way to keep us safe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So what did that kai look like? I'm really interested in that. The nutrition yeah, side of things. Yeah, what were you guys eating? So every morning, the aunties are up at 5am having our breakfast on the table by 6 so we had a mixture of toast, cereals, yogurts, fruits, coffees. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it, but we had titless milk, as Auntie Marzia likes to call it. <laughs> Plant-based milk. Oh, she's so funny. <laughs> it was awesome. And yeah, always checking and um, asking about, I don't know how much I'm going to say on here, but how's the growlers? <laughs> Because, you know, we're sitting on a bike constantly. Yes. Yeah, and just, you know, making sure well-being, we're all right. Um, yep. Auntie Marcia, every day, um, done a karakia for us. Yeah, of course she did, yeah. Yeah, and Auntie Aura would just be organised with everything, right, from, you know, the shopping, what do we need, Yeah. Um, what washing do we need to get done. Yes, washing, that's a big part. Yeah. I feel like the tour of Southland, but for, you know, 20 days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and Uncle Nobs, he got into the habit of he'd be packing the van and unpacking the van. And kind of by the time we got to the South Island, there was an awesome routine going. Yeah, you were a well-oiled machine by then. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Okay, so, and then how many times would you eat throughout the day? Oh, so we had breakfast. Because you then kind of got to refuel, eh? Constantly. Yep. So we'd have nibbles on the bike as and we needed. Auntie Marcia always make sure our bottles were filled up. Yeah, yep. yeah. We never had to worry about doing our bottles. It was awesome, and so we ate morning tea. It could have been a scone, a pie, and a coffee. For lunch, we'd have sandwiches or wraps and fruit, muffins and chippies, oh, and sounds like a bit of me. Or bacon and egg pie. Yeah, yeah. Remember having? I, I loved the sandwiches. They were my favourite. Until yep. I'd make me a sandwich. Yeah, it was the best. And then we'd have afternoon tea and recovery food. And dinner time, it was a mixture from home-cooked meals to eating out. Yeah. So a couple of times we were lucky enough to stay with some of Cara's whanau. Yeah. And one time there was we stayed with Janet's friend up in Darfield. Yes. So we were so spoiled. That's cool. Looked it after. sounds like such a cool trip and something that you guys will remember forever. I think we right? will. Yes. Yeah. Because I think in each of our different ways, I've been thinking about this, we're also exhausted, but in different ways because of the different roles we've done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're coming towards the end of our time together, but I am just wondering, you know, we've got a couple of minutes. What is next for Hannah? <laughs> A watch a space moment. But um, one thing I, I really wanted to do and why I wanted to do this right now is so that next year I can have more time with my wee Max before he goes to school. Yeah. And I also want to take the time to, you know, get my Chasing Dreams business finally off the ground. Because, you know, I've always wanted to do a bit of motivational coaching on the side, just as something small. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what you're going to do with Chasing Dreams? Yes. Yeah. 
Awesome. Oh, well done, Han. I'm so immensely proud of you, and you're so inspirational, and just well done. You Thank never that you. never give up attitude is Did, amazing. Could you have imagined, you know, when you were beginning to lose your sight, that this would be where you would be? No, I no, I didn't. I I when I, I decided we, before I went blind that if I went blind, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah, just become a hermit. But because of you know the determination that I don't even know myself, I kept going. Yeah, and I just kept going and going to challenge to challenge and yeah it's been amazing is there any shout outs that you'd like to give out there oh my gosh well first and foremost to Alfano, you know auntie aura uncle Nobs, auntie marcia janet cara and everybody who have supported us on this journey and yeah. our whole community we're so thankful for all of you we couldn't yeah. have done it without you and, you know, our whanos who greeted us at the finish in Invercargill and Bluff, we, we were so overwhelmed and blown away by everybody. Oh, I could feel your way to her air. Like, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, God. It is such a beautiful thing that you guys have completed together. Yeah. Uh, the bond between you all as well is just gorgeous. Yes. And, you know, I said to you before, um, Dara has probably had to learn to go back to work again, hasn't she? <laughs> your 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 dog. Oh, she was eating my hand dog. off on the day. She was so, so excited. Mom, she, was, she was having the best time down there in Bluff. Yeah. yeah. But we're so super proud of you. So proud. Um, and yeah, well done, Han. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We look forward to, you know, your next journey because I'm pretty sure you're not going to roll over and just be a housewife. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No couch oh. potato here. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in, Han. You're awesome. Na mihi nui kia I really look forward, as Kay said, to seeing where you where you go next. So na mihi. Awesome. Kakite. Oh, kia ora koutou whānau. I think that's probably about us, isn't it, Kahi? It is us. Right on 43 minutes. So uh, na mihi nui whānau. You've been hanging out with Kōrari, the Māori Public Health Team at Nākite Mātaranga Pānamu Charitable Trust. On mana, make a noise, Aotearoa, kia pikite whānau. Kia pikite ora. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 